Hello, Herkimer County. This is Michelle Hummel with the Herkimer County Chamber of Commerce. I'm here with Dave Warner, our producer. Hello, how are you doing? Doing well, Dave. How are you? I'm great. What's great. new? Anything? Uh, well, you know, just living the dream, <laughs> having a good time doing it. <laughs> okay, all right, good. Uh, so also we have today virtually Jeff Boyce from the Small Business Administration, and we're going to ask him several questions. I there, There's help out there for small business, so if you are running a small business, thinking about running a small business, this is definitely the broadcast for you. So welcome, Jeff. Michelle, thank you very much. It's great to be with you. I appreciate the opportunity uh, on this beautiful fall day. The weather's changing uh, and appreciate the chance to talk with your listeners about all the SBA has to offer. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm Jeff Boyce. I'm the Upstate New York branch manager for the SBA. Uh, we'll talk about our, our products and services, but uh, I've got to start by saying I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Uh, no. And, <laughs> and so the proof of that is that I have to start today by talking about all of our disaster assistance, because that's probably how your listeners have become familiar with the SBA. For the past two years, uh, since the very beginning of the pandemic until just uh, you know a few months ago, we had an entire uh, rainbow of uh, small business assistance programs specifically geared towards uh, folks impacted by the, the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, little things like the Paycheck Protection Program, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, the Shuttered Venue Operators Grant, and the Restaurant Revitalization Fund. Um, I mentioned those just, just for context because those four programs, three of which were brand new, uh, allowed us to deliver about $107 billion, that's with a B, in funding just here in the state of New York. Wow. Uh, so that's probably how your listeners uh, have heard about the SBA. Sure. And I just want to note that those are not small things. <laughs> those are pretty major things. And it's wonderful that you have that service available. Could you tell yes, our listeners indeed. a little bit more about, well, I, I'll let you kind of run the show here and, and tell us what we need to know. What, what do we need to know? And when should well, we turn to you aside from disasters? Yeah, so the great news is we were able to quickly, you know, repurpose some existing programs and create those brand new ones. So, you know, with the authorization of Congress to deploy that funding, uh, that was a big task for uh, what is arguably a pretty small agency. Uh, we are a federal government agency. We were created uh, in 1954, so we're relatively young. Uh, like every federal agency, we're headquartered in Washington. Uh, we have some big processing centers around the country. Um, but I like to think the most important part of the SBA is the part that I, I work in, which is field operations. Uh, and so we have a field staff all around the country and every state. Uh, and we basically um, help small businesses that need to connect with our programs and resources or have connected and are having some challenges. And that was a big part of the disaster assistance we gave. Uh, and we also promote our products and, and, and services and that's why being on your show today is a great opportunity. Um, I'll just say at the very top, what we do is provide financial assistance and technical assistance. Uh, and we can talk more about that. Yes, I uh, would like to, because for our listeners' sake, uh, technical assistance, I mean, for the average listener, they're probably thinking, oh, I don't need help with IT. But we know that technical assistance is so much more than that. If you could just explain. That's exactly it. So, you know, when, when my phone rings or the emails flow into my inbox, 
Uh, it's very often from entrepreneurs seeking uh, the latter, the financial assistance, right? So people call and, and, and email asking about the money, which is understandable. It's a huge part of what we do. But the reality is they probably need the technical assistance first. And what we mean by that, just in layman's terms, would be business counseling and mentoring, um, support, guidance, uh, help creating, importantly, a business plan. Uh, every business, no matter the size, no matter the complexity, should have a business plan. Uh, and what we find when folks reach out asking for funding is that either they don't have a plan or they do, but it could stand some dramatic improvement. Uh, and so our agency, through a network of resource partners all around the state, all around the country, provide technical assistance. Uh, and the great news here is that it's free and confidential. So all of this work uh, that, that uh, we do through our resource partners is paid for by the federal taxpayer. So there's no cost for this. You do not, as an entrepreneur, have to hire consultants um, or any specialized assistance. We provide that for you. Uh, and we do it through four main resource partners that we can talk about. Who are those resource partners? Well, the biggest and, and most common of which would be the Small Business Development Center uh, Network. The SBDC centers uh, in New York State, there are 22. So they cover uh, the state really, really well. Um, in our upstate district, they're located primarily in the larger metropolitan areas. Uh, so I'm based in Albany. Uh, we have an SBD uh, center here. Uh, we have an office in Syracuse, and of course, there's an SBDC there, uh, Binghamton, for example. Um, and what they do is through uh, their center and a center director and a team of, say, six or eight people, uh, they work with entrepreneurs to provide that, uh, that mentoring and technical assistance. Uh, many times, the clients of the SBDC you know, will come to the center and actually work with them for a number of years. So it can be um, as simple as a single interaction, it could be sort of multiple sessions where they're working on a project, or it could be essentially a consultant for a number of years. Mm -hmm. A long-term relationship. That's exactly it. So it's whatever the entrepreneur needs. And I think uh, so that that's, it's really interesting because a lot of people, when they decide, hey, I'm going to start a business, a business plan is probably one of the things that they don't think about, unfortunately. So it's nice to have a resource to turn to, and, and this is just the rudimentary piece of what you provide. And it's so essential. It's, it's invaluable. That's exactly it. And so the SBDC um, network is the most common, the most, uh, you know, kind of pervasive resource partner, but there's three more. Um, so uh, the second group that I would mention would be SCORE, um, which used to be an acronym for the Service Corps of Retired Executives. Uh, but the good news is it's no longer just retired executives. So they've kind of rebranded themselves simply as SCORE. Uh, and these are, unlike SBDC where they're paid staff, these are volunteers. Uh, these are people, frankly, at any stage in their own business career, uh, including a significant number of retired executives who want to give back. They want to mentor and, and help other entrepreneurs, typically in their industry sector, uh, because they want to leverage their expertise. Uh, and so again, there are SCORE chapters across the country, across the state, uh, for your listeners, importantly, there are SCORE chapters in all the major upstate cities. Um, I host a SCORE chapter here in Albany with branches, for example, in uh, Saratoga and Plattsburgh. Our Syracuse office has another SCORE chapter with a branch in Utica, so that would be closest 
to your listeners. Uh, and I also forgot to mention that the SBDC has a center in Utica. Uh, so those are places to go for, for that help. Uh, the SBDC Center is located on the Mohawk Valley Community College campus, actually downtown in their Thinkubator, uh, the business incubator. Um, so SBDC score, and there are two more uh, sort of specialized. The Women's Business Centers uh, across the country, there are fewer of these. Uh, the closest would be in Syracuse. That's the Wise Business Center uh, located in downtown Syracuse. They provide similar counseling and mentoring, but it's done by women for women. So if that's a, an important way you want to interact, we have women's business centers. And then finally, the Veterans Business Outreach Center. And there's only one of these in the entire state. Uh, I'm thrilled that it's in our upstate district. It's here in Albany. And again, as the name suggests, this is a center that provides um, specialized counseling and training for uh, veteran entrepreneurs, uh, either active military about to transition out. So they do a lot of work at Fort Drum, for example. Um, or veterans at any stage that, that want to start or expand their business. So those are the four SBA resources, uh, and those are the places to find them here in upstate New York. So for the, the women, uh, the women's group, would they have access to or more knowledge perhaps on women-owned businesses in terms of what grants and what funding might be available? As we know, there, there are oftentimes very unique funding sources for those that's exactly it. So whether it's the Women's Business Center or the Veterans Business Outreach Center, they're going to know specifically keenly, you know, what um, special types of uh, assistance are available for those types of entrepreneurs. Um, but they can all provide the same basic level uh, of service and help. And they are all supported by the SBA, essentially sort of um, sort of like subunits or, or parts of our agency. They receive funding from us. Uh, and that also means that they're pretty familiar with our loan programs, which we should talk about next. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, I, have, I have one quick question, sure. though. When you have women or veterans or just the general public approach you, do you find there's a difference in their needs? In other words, are they all come with, with the same problems? You know, it really... It's it's really sort of the, the rainbow of possibilities. Uh, and the good news about our resource partners is they can help any type of business. So we're sector agnostic uh, and any size business, um, but it really runs the gamut, right? I mean, you may have um, a, a woman entrepreneur who wants to start a very small business. Uh, conversely, you may have a very sophisticated operation that's looking to expand or grow. Uh, and get involved in, in some uh, some new lines of business uh, that might benefit from from our women's business center. So it's it's everything, frankly. It's a it's a huge range. And I do actually want to take one second to acknowledge that there's locally we have something called the Women's Fund, and they are right now offering a $5,000 grant for a women's owned business. So oh, wow. um, I have been pushing that information out on the Chamber eblast. I'll get that out again. But this is just a great segue to let you know there's, there are things available right now that are that can help women and it's women helping women. Michelle, that's a great point. And that's another thing that our resource partners bring to the table. Because they are located in specific geographic areas, they are even more familiar and expert on, on just what you're saying, uh, you know, very localized grants that may be from a local entity. Uh, they're also familiar with the state resources. Uh, and so what you'll find is that um, in, in states uh, like New York, there are programs at the state level that are highly consistent with 
with our federal programs. Uh, so if you're talking to uh, the SBDC Center, you know, there at Mohawk Valley Community College, they're going to be very familiar with things happening right in that specific region, in addition to knowing about the state and our federal programs. Fantastic. So let's get into the funding. We, we began to scratch the surface there. Let's talk about the money. So uh, we started by referencing all the disaster assistance that we provided uh, previously. Um, so of that $107 billion, some of that was actually grant money, and that is not typical for us. So we, uh, in normal times, which thankfully we're now back in, uh, we provide loans. But uh, certainly during the pandemic, uh, there was grant funding available. Um, and so that's something that we're trying to sort of re-educate folks on. Now that those programs have sunset, um, ours is not an office to call if you're seeking a pure grant funding. There could be some, some local sources that I mentioned that resource partners might know about, but really our, uh, our niche in the economy is providing uh, loan products to small business entrepreneurs. And so let's start with uh, the smallest, uh, and that would be the SBA microloan program. And that can be any amount up to $50,000, which is still pretty substantial. Uh, we make these micro loans through four different micro lenders uh, in, in our upstate territory. There's one located uh, in the Southern tier. There's one located over uh, in the Hudson Valley. So those are less relevant, uh, but there are two others. Uh, Pursuit Lending, which is based in Albany, uh, covers the entire state. Uh, and so you could go to their website and get some information about applying for uh, a microloan. And then uh, the fourth one is the Adirondack Economic Development Corporation, AEDC. Uh, and again, they're an SBA microlender. And so to access those funds, you need a business plan, right? So what we just discussed right. before is highly relevant. Uh, but then you would contact each or any of those four microlenders directly. Uh, so that would be for an SBA microloan. Our two um, other uh, largest and frankly, you know, best well-known programs would be the SBA 7A and 504 loan programs. And you ask, well, why are that? Well, what's with the numbers, Jeff? Uh, those are those are simply the the provisions of law that authorize the creation of those statutes, or those programs. And so that's that's where the name comes from. Um, just know that the 7A loan program is a working capital uh, loan. It can be for up to $5 million, so very significant amount of money uh, for all of those general business needs uh, that a firm might have. Uh, and the term can be much longer. So microloans are typically five years, eight years. Um, a 7A or a 504 loan can be, you know, a couple of decades. It can really okay. uh, be stretched out. That makes sense. <laughs> So Does it uh, capital? Yeah, yeah. Do, do, are nonprofits uh, can they participate in these programs? Uh, not just the loan, but your your services. So that's another great question, and something that we're trying to sort of re-educate folks on. So again, during the pandemic, uh, amazingly, you know that disaster funding that we administered, uh, nonprofits could apply, which was not typical, but that's how Congress wrote the law. Now that we're back to more normal times. We exist to help small businesses that are for-profit entities, typically with 500 or fewer employees. So our resource partners don't provide counseling or mentoring to nonprofits, nor do we provide lending. They may still be able to suggest some groups that can help, but that's not what they do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
There are resources available, though, I should say, for not-for-profits not for as yeah. well. I just Nikon. wondered if they helped them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, great question. Um, so the 7A program, as I mentioned, is a, is a working capital loan. And then the 504 program uh, is for fixed assets. And it's really meant to be an economic development uh, type loan. So what that means is there should be some job creation, right? And it's, it's funding uh, that supports a project that has some significant tangible fixed asset component to it. So buildings, um, major machinery or equipment, um, land, real estate uh, to start or expand a, a business. That's what the 504 program uh, is designed for. Uh, and again, the, the amount can be up to $5 million. So those are kind of the, the biggies. Uh, there are some other specialized ways that we provide financial assistance. You know, importantly, if a business is looking to get involved in, say, exporting and they need some financing related to, to exporting their product, and we do have some smaller niche programs there. Um, so those are the programs. The next thing you're probably wondering is, okay, where do I apply? Right. right. <laughs> so you do not apply directly to us, which is, again, a little bit of a misnomer and some maybe remembering how the disaster programs work. Um, so to apply for uh, an SBA 7A or 504 loan program, you go to one of our lending partners. So we have resource partners that provide the counseling and mentoring, and we have lending partners, which is kind of a fancy term for banks and credit unions, mm-hmm. um, and there's lots of them. And, and so at that point, do you say I've been working with the SBA or the SBDC? And- you should, right? Mm-hmm. So first of all, know that there are over 5,000 um, SBA lending partners across the country. Typically, most major banks and credit unions um, have come to us and gone through the process to be authorized to make our loans. And what we tell folks is the best place to start is with whatever lender you're currently working with for your business banking, because they know you, right? You've already got some relationship there. Um, and so you would go to them first and say, I've been working with an SBA resource partner. I've got this amazing business plan. It has helped me identify how much funding I believe I need, what type of funding I need, importantly, how I can pay you back. Are you an SBA lender? And typically the answer is yes. Um, If it's not, again, that resource partner is gonna know right in that local area, uh, in that city or that county, who uh, the most active SBA lenders are. So does that give you a better interest rate? Is that the advantage or what? They've stole my words. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you you write it down. No, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Great question. So the whole premise of of our programs and the requirement, frankly, to be eligible is that, of course, you're a for-profit entity, you're small, and that you have 500 or fewer employees, which is still pretty big. Um, But the other component is really critical, and that is that the amount of money you need to, to, to borrow, you could not readily get on your own in the commercial market. And so that's where our programs come into play. So and do so, you need to be denied first from an, another bank? To Is it part of the underwriting process, if you will? It, it is part of the application process. There has to be some attestation or documentation that, that the business was unable to obtain funding in the amount or type that they need commercially. Um, And so what our programs do is, first of all, underwrite the loan, which is important. That gives the lender 
um, protection, um, confidence, um, lowers the risk, frankly, for them to make the loan. Uh, and then it also creates the loan per our terms and conditions, um, which are generally a little bit more favorable than what the commercial market uh, might be offering. Great. Well, you know what? I think we're going to take a break just for one yeah. moment. So everybody hold tight and we'll be back in about one minute. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for a weekly newsletter. Stop by today at MyFunFalls.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Jeff Boyce from the Small Business Administration, and he's been telling us about all of their wonderful programs and resources they have available. So, Jeff, we were just talking about uh, the the loaning process and how the small businesses, um, the, how you would <laughs> normally underwrite that process. So it makes it makes the person a better risk for the bank, and we didn't get to the answer of the question of does it help you with an interest rate? Is it a better interest rate if you've gone through the SBA or is is it, um, you know, usually a little higher? How does that work? Yeah, great question. So generally speaking, the terms are more favorable in that uh, the interest rate might be slightly lower or importantly, the requirements for collateral uh, to basically support the loan could be uh, less, frankly, relaxed. Um, so those are other benefits of, of applying for an SBA loan. You essentially typically can get money where you could not otherwise get it, or you can get more money than you might other, otherwise be authorized to borrow. Again, because you've met the criteria, the parameters, and the loan is, is guaranteed, is backed up uh, by the SBA. Um, so yes, the, the terms are generally better. Okay, just wanted to clarify that. And just to remind folks, you know, when you go to pay that loan back, you're not writing a check to the SBA, you're, you're paying that financial institution back directly. That's exactly right. You're working with that bank or credit union. And again, importantly, hopefully you're an existing customer of theirs, so they know you. Uh, they have some sense of your business, uh, your operation, uh, and all of that is helpful. Uh, one more thing I'll just mention. So you know, where do you find the lenders? I mentioned that the resource partners can direct you. You start by asking your existing uh, bank if they participate, but a lot of entrepreneurs like to be self-sufficient. Uh, and the great news is there's also a tool on our website and our website is sba.gov. Uh, and the tool on our website, thank you, Michelle, uh, is called, yeah, it's called Lender Match. Um, and it's really, it's incredibly simple and powerful. Uh, you just navigate to to the option where it says lender match and you put in your zip code. It's that simple. Uh, and it will return uh, results of SBA lenders in your area, in your geographic area. 
And then it enables you to fill out, you know, a small form with some information about your project, um, how much you think you need, what you want to use it for, a little bit of information about your business. And if you want, it will then send that information to those lenders in your area uh, and they can contact you and it gives uh, them a chance to essentially kind of bid for your, uh, for your business, your loan. So it's a great feature uh, to allow those entrepreneurs that want to be self-sufficient uh, to engage with our lenders on their own. Fantastic. And I think it's so wonderful that if you wanted to, you could go sit down right with somebody in here locally and, and meet with them face to face. Would they also be able to come to your area and, and have a meeting? Yes. So that's a great question. So uh, certainly during COVID, you know, all of our work uh, was done remotely. We're still in a hybrid environment and our resource partners uh, are the same. Um, the good news is that you means you can do what you like. So if if some kind of a you know a teleconference a video connection is is efficient, you can do that. But yes, our SBA offices and importantly our resource partner offices are open to see um, uh, entrepreneurs in person. The SBDC, for example, um, is hosted by a SUNY entity, so they're typically located on or near a SUNY campus. I mentioned uh, Mohawk Valley Community College. SCORE typically shares space in an SBA office like mine here in Albany or Syracuse or Chambers of Commerce typically host uh, SCORE mentors to meet there. Um, but frankly, you know, they often meet in a coffee shop or, or wherever an entrepreneur wants. And uh, finally, banks, you know, they're, they're essentially back to normal. Um, but I believe some of them are still using, you know, video conferencing because it's efficient. It really is. Distances can be pretty great. Yeah, we saved you a three-hour trip, round trip today <laughs> by doing this. So. <laughs> Do you offer that service, Michelle, for the oh, score? Oh, absolutely. To, yeah. Okay. Yeah, our um, our and actually, for those that don't know, our chamber boardroom is is open to all of our members yeah. and resource partners as well. So if if somebody doesn't, you know, for example, they don't have a place to sit down and have a board meeting, contact the chamber. As long as it's available, you can come use it. We're very friendly that way um, and also we would like to in the future um, we, we have in the past but COVID just set everyone back so far um, we're still trying to get back to a complete sense of normal but we would like to begin to offer seminars to entrepreneurs um, existing business people you know who maybe want to expand their business you know whatever different topics that we can come up with so if you're listening to this please feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you're looking for. And Jeff, maybe you could tell us what a couple of good topics would be for a business seminar. Yeah, so that is another big part of what our resource partners do is actually conduct training. Uh, so not just the counseling and mentoring, but the training piece as well. Sometimes they host that at their location. Sometimes they travel uh, you know, to a location like a, a chamber. And so the training really runs the gamut. Um, think about all of the different essentially components of a business plan or things that an entrepreneur would wrestle with, um, like um, the finances of the business. And so basically understanding a profit and loss statement, um, projecting a financials based upon revenue and expenses, uh, calculating your cost of goods sold, which is so critical uh, with rising inflation, understanding what your sort of raw input costs are, and then how much you need to sell the product for to, to, to produce a profit. So they do a lot of things like that. Um, employees, right? So while you could be a sole proprietor, most small businesses have employees. So 
um, what are the issues and, and what are the things you need to know as you begin to add employees in terms of Department of Labor requirements um, and other things? Um, uh, tax implications. So thinking about as we approach uh, year end and different aspects of, uh, of taxes and reporting for small business, that's a common topic. Uh, workers' compensation insurance. Um, those are the types of things that they would typically do training on because that's what small businesses need help with. But they can also uh, design customized topics too. That's fantastic. Another great service and something we're looking to do in the very near future. So again, folks, 315-866-7820 if you want to give us a call and, and let us know what you're interested in hearing more about. But um, I digress. <laughs> so, so Jeff, can you, is there anything else that we haven't touched on? Uh, what, what other wonderful things do you do that the public just doesn't know or doesn't, you know, immediately think of the SBA for? Yeah, there are a couple more things we should touch on quickly. So mm -hmm. uh, another kind of a specialized service that we provide uh, is related to federal contracting and procurement. So selling your a product or service or technology to government, whether it's the federal, state, or local level, um, can be a really important part of your overall business revenue. And because the federal government is big and can be complex, um, sometimes that can, can be daunting. But um, our field office, like most around the country, um, has a person who's expert in federal contracting and procurement. His name is Steve Barr. He's based in our Syracuse office. And he also is expert in the various certifications um, that go along with that. We don't certify businesses as small or MWBE, which is something the state does. But if a business is located, for example, in, in an economically distressed area that may qualify for something called the 8A program, um, so there are some special certifications which would give you a little extra preference or advantage in bidding on federal contracts but uh, you know we can provide that assistance as well um, and again that can be an important revenue source often for many years once you get one of those contracts uh, so procurement selling your uh, product or service or technology to government is something that we help with we can also uh, provide some information and, and be kind of a liaison to the state versions of those programs. Uh, and those are administered by Empire State Development. Um, the other thing I'll mention is that a surety bonding uh, is mm -hmm. something uh, that our agency um, can provide some assistance with. This is typically applicable to uh, construction companies or uh, again, folks bidding on federal government contracts where there's some need for a bonding requirement as part of the bid. Um, you're essentially buying some specialized insurance. And so again, we have programs for small businesses that enable them to purchase that bonding at a reduced cost. Uh, so that's something, uh, something else that our office does. Um, so that's yeah, extremely important to know that money, technical assistance, and then some of those special programs kind of around the, around the dial. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I know I, you know, even if you're, let's say a flooring company and you're going to get a government contract. So, so essentially you're a resource for that as that's well. That's exactly right. That's, that's fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Any so questions? Michelle, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just going to say, I hope you're, you know, your your listeners think of the SBA uh, when they or someone they know is starting or expanding uh, their business. So, we, we, you know, we work with businesses, like I said, of any size, any type. Um, you know, our territory is upstate New York, which is 34 counties that we cover. Uh, so it's huge. 
Um, and you're putting here on the screen some uh, website addresses of our main resource partners. I encourage you to, uh, if you need their help, go to their website. You can make an appointment. You can find their phone number and more information there. Uh, and again, as you said, these services are all free and confidential, which is really helpful. Very good. Thank you so much for being with us. I anticipate having you on again <laughs> at some point. And, Glad to come back. Yeah, and, and we'd love to see you in person if at all possible. So, yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you so much again. Um, I want to tell everybody, please reach out to those website addresses that we showed on the screen. And if you have any questions at all, contest, contact us at the chamber at 315-866-7820. And Jeff, again, it's been such a pleasure. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, Michelle.